Hello, this is your self-help podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive. With insights for personal branding, personal development, publishing, and interviews with young entrepreneurs. Now here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hey, now if you're hungry and ready for change, this is the podcast to listen to. Now let's get started today. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Self-Help Podcast and the subject to do with personal development. And as always, we bring you experts in the field. And today I have Bruce Van Horn is a personal development coach, a dad and a blogger, and he's going to tell us more about himself. Bruce Van Horn, let's get to know you. Who is Bruce Van Horn? Well, I, I appreciate you having me on the show today, Bernard, and uh, I, I think you, you summed it up. I, first and foremost, I, I'm a dad. I've got two amazing um, young men, um, 17 and 11 years old. And so, so that's first and foremost priority. But, um, yeah, I am a, uh, I'm an author and a, a coach and a marathon runner. Um, I also am a business owner. Um, so that's a, a brief overview of, of sort of who I am and, and what I do. Yeah, thank you, Bruce. Today on a theme, we're looking at training for life's marathon from your own theme. Life is a marathon, so let's train for it. Why is life a marathon? Well, you know, I think it's it's a metaphor that just really works well for me. I think everybody sort of understands the uh, the picture that that paints. You know, life is first of all, if any if any of your listeners are actual marathon runners, um, twenty six point two miles is a really long way to run, and during the course of a marathon. Um, you, you can train for lo- lots and lots of different things. You can train for hills. You can train for the flat areas. You can train for certain conditions. But over the course of a marathon, a lot of unexpected things can happen. Um, the marathon is also uh, a very mental race, more so than probably any other sport, because something happens to your brain as you're running, and, and all marathon runners can attest to this, um, something just happens to your brain. You know, different people, it, it's different places in the race. You know, for me, it's it's about the 21-mile mark where um, you really can just get very disoriented and you can um, – a lot of self-doubt starts to kick in. If you're not quite on pace, um, you, you can say, you know, why am I doing this? <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not any fun at all. Um, you know, but then if you can keep pressing on, and a, a lot of runners unfortunately bail out at that point. I, I come up on runners who have been ahead of me through the whole race, and they get within just a couple miles of the finish line, and they're just done. They've, they've spent everything that they had in their physical and emotional reservoirs, and they just give up. And I, I can't tell you how many marathons I've run that – Within three or four miles of the finish line, I'll see runners just sitting on the side of the ground, and they've just given up. And so that, that's really why I, I like the metaphor, because life is like that. Um, we're going to have lots of up and ups and downs. We're going to have high points. We're going to have low points. But the key is to really just 
keep pressing on. The uh, the, the metaphor itself I, I take from a, a passage of scripture in the Bible, the twelfth chapter of the book of Hebrews in, in the New Testament, really talks about endurance in in our faith and persistence. Life is going to be really tough, and and things are going to really test everything that we believe in. And so the the twelfth chapter of the book of Hebrews is a is a chapter of encouragement to just keep moving on, hang on to your faith, do what you can, but just keep moving forward and, and don't give up. So it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, always keeping our eyes on the goal. You know, we keep our eyes on, on the goal. And if you've got something that you're training for, some some purpose that's at the end of the road, then you can really, you, you can move through the ups and downs of life when you know exactly why you're in the race to begin with. Oh, a lot has been said. Now let's look at this and we can then translate into our real life, uh, life situation. You are a marathon runner yourself. How have you trained for your marathons in times past? Now, are you, are you talking about literally running marathons yeah, yeah, or, or are yeah, we yeah, still using the metaphor for life? No, no metaphor. How have you literally run your marathons in times past? How did you prepare oh, for gosh. that? Um, well, there's, I, I actually follow a, a specific training um, regimen that uh, I, I've used for a number of years. I've, I've got a, I have published a book called "You Can Go the Distance," and, and really, what you what I use is three different particular, very, very specific kinds of training. Um, so there's speed work, and, and I use a particular program called Yasso 800s. Which was developed by a, uh, a, a run at marathon running coach named Bart Yasso here in the United States, and it's basically doing doing speed work at um, 800 meter intervals. And so as you build up the the speed, um, you're also building endurance. You're you're increasing your cardiovascular strength, and you're, you're teaching your body to run fast. And so you're you're running a lot faster than you would normally run. In a marathon, but you're, you're training your body to do that. Another type of, of training that I do is something called tempo runs. Those are going to be longer, um, probably in the neighborhood of anywhere from six to, to 12 miles. And, and again, I run those at, um, usually about 45 seconds per mile faster than my anticipated marathon pace. Um, and then there's the, the backbone of any marathon training is the long run. You know, you've just got to put in the miles. You've got to get your body used to doing 20, you know, 22 mile runs. Um, so those are the, those are the three specific kinds of workouts that I do. I usually go through an 18 week training schedule in preparation for a race. Okay, well, this set of these three training uh, or practices that you've been doing, especially the last one being the long run. Now, the question here is this. In life, do we all have a marathon to run? Oh, we absolutely do. Um, I mean, we're all in it. Um, whether you realize it or not, you know, some people don't really think about marathon um, at as a metaphor for their life because they really just focus on short-term gains. They, mm-hmm. they look at what's, what's next, what's today. And, and that, that can be a problem. I mean, that's, that's really where my personal story of, of how I got to where I am. I think like, like a lot of people, um, we, we set off in our lives as, as young individuals with, with dreams, with, aspirations, hopes for our lives. We go to school 
and we, you know, we get an education for the things that we really want to do. For me, really, from the time I was a teenager, all I really ever wanted to be was a writer. And so I went to, uh, to, to college to, to get trained in writing and, and really enjoyed that. Um, had a, a fair amount of success as a young writer while I was in college. And then a funny thing happened. I graduated college and I took a job. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got offered a very nice job out of college, uh, making uh, more money than I certainly was ever going to make, at, at least in at the very short term, as a writer. So I, I went to work for IBM. And which is a big computer company. Most mm-hmm. most people know that name here. Um, you know, they're, they're international. So, so I went to work for IBM in sales, and and I did well. Um, you know, life just sort of happens, and and you just you get involved in the day to day making of money. I, I got um, I got married, and and there's a long story in in that. I wound up um, leaving IBM, starting my own company. Um, that lasted for about two years and did not go. Well, because I was young and I was stupid and I probably either did not get enough advice or more than likely knowing myself, I, I got some advice and I didn't listen to it because I was a young hotshot and thought I knew everything I needed to know. And so I went filing bankruptcy and the business went under. Um, my wife, who I, I dearly loved, suffered really from her, her, her late teens, but certainly all of her adult life. Um, she she suffers with severe schizophrenia, which is a topic that a lot of people just don't talk about. Mm. Um, mental illness is not something that that you really want. No, nobody really likes to promote and say, "Hey, I either have it or I'm married to somebody who has it." But it was it was very painful, um, and 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 recently it, it has gotten worse and worse. The point where um, it, it's not healthy for her to be in our home anymore with myself or, or my boys and and that's really hard so what i wound up you know life was just really beating on me so so the bankruptcy the the dealing with my my wife and her health issues and just just struggling financially to recover from that um i really got to the point where i lost hope mm. and there there are so many people out there today who are just their their goal Let's just get through the day. You know, any day that you can get through is a good day. So many people live in that. And so you string a whole bunch of those days together and those days become months and those months become years. And you wake up, at least for me, almost 30 years later out of college wondering what I've done for the last 30 years of my life. I've just existed. Mm-hmm. I've just, I haven't, haven't been able to focus on a goal and aim for that goal because I was really just living from day to day and really was just reacting to life instead of responding and living intentionally and taking back control of my life. And so about, I don't know, I, I want to say it was probably... Well, 10 years ago, I started marathon running, and I really do believe that that saved my life. Marathon running was very good for me emotionally because it just it gave my, my body something to work for. It taught me about goal setting and training for something. And in the process of training for marathons, I really started to, to think more and more about my life. I, I attended a, uh, a financial seminar about getting out of debt and regaining control over my finances. 
and for for me in combination with marathon running it was it was an epiphany moment a, a light went off in my head and said hey you know i might not be able to control absolutely everything that happens in my life mm-hmm. but there are some things that i can control i can control how i spend my money now certainly i've got doctors bills and you know there are emergencies that come up with kids that you don't anticipate but i can there are things that i can do that are intentional the other thing that i can start doing is i can change the way i think i can stop being a victim i can stop looking for maybe somebody else to come along and make my life better and i realize that nobody can run a marathon for me mm-hmm. no one can do the training for me i'm going to have to do it myself and i started applying that line of thinking i started reading books about personal development and about mindset and starting to apply those principles and little by little you know a lot a lot of people get frustrated because they want it to happen all at once and and I think the marathon training for me taught me the idea of of planning for the long range incremental improvements you know you you just can't if you've never run before you 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 just can't go out and run 26 miles you've got to run 1 mile first and then you've got to run 2 miles and so for me it was just building on the victories celebrating those victories trying to change the way i thought about myself the way i thought about the world around me and and realizing that i i can take back control of my life i can i can live intentionally with purpose and in the process of doing that passion came back into my life excitement about living and and where i i just recently turned 50 years old back in november uh-huh. and in my early 40s and and even up to the time i was like 40 at 46 years old i was dreading turning 50 years old because many of my friends who were turning 50 they already had their retirements funds all fully funded they had their kids colleges they they had the money in the bank and i had nothing hmm. i have absolutely had absolutely nothing and i was emotionally exhausted and i'm thinking my goodness i just can't live this way for the next 30 years or however long i'm going to wind up living it's no way to live and through the changes that i've made in my life um I am now to the point where I am more excited about life than I think I have ever been and I'm absolutely convinced that my 50s are going to be the de- best decade of my life. So there there's new vitality, there's so. there's hope and and this is the message that I try to communicate mm-hmm. to people that they they can do the same kinds of things that I did. There's there was no magic in in the transformation of my own life and my own thinking. It was just being realistic and doing the work to make it happen. Oh, inspiring journey and story there, Bruce. Bruce, if someone listening now, the person has challenges, the person is also dreading the future, the person is dreading life's marathon. What advice do you have for such a person? Well, um, I, I think the first thing that they need to hear is that. Um, the things that have happened to them the the situation that they are in whether it's um whether it's you know financial stress or or even poverty whether it's emotional um 
whether they have health issues or relationship issues, the situations that we're in do not define us as human beings, or, or at least you can't. A lot of people allow their situations to define their self-worth. Um, they allow other people to define their self-worth. And you really need to, to reach deep down inside you and know that you are loved. Um, I, I am a Christian. I, I, I believe firmly that God created absolutely everybody on the planet for a purpose and that you are loved and you are more valuable than, than you probably imagine. A lot of people are, are struggling with depression and self-image, self-worth. And that's a tough one to get over because they may have family members, they may have friends who are constantly putting them down and saying, oh, you'll never amount to anything. In high school, I actually had a coach, believe it or not. A coach told me, he said, he called me by my last name, he says, Van Horn, you're never going to amount to anything in life. And that, that, you know, I'm 50 years old. He said that to me when I was probably 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. I still remember it. So you need to stop listening to other people's voices. You need to start listening to your own voice uh, and realize that you can start changing the way you think about yourself and to, to come to value that. I think that would be the first, that, that would be the place that I would start. I, I could go on, but you asked me a specific question, so I think I'll stick right there to a specific answer. Uh-huh. Find your own self-worth. Knowing that you are valuable. Here's the case. The person thinks, I have nothing to be proud of. I have nothing to, to really count on. What do I do? How do I start the mental shift process? Because I think I have nothing. I think, uh, yeah, my prayings, everybody says, you are nothing. You are good for nothing. How do I pick myself up from such a situation? First of all, I, I, would, re- I would rebuke that voice um, because it's also an internal voice. There are mm-hmm. external people talking that into us. But the, uh, the most dangerous voice that we listen to is the voice that's in our own head and the voice that we tell ourselves. And you need to know that you, everybody, everybody is a writer. Whether you know it or not, you are a writer. And you are a story of your life. You are dictating that story to yourself every single hour of every single day because you're talking to yourself. You're you're writing a story about who you are. You're writing a story about your situation. You need to realize that you can start writing a different story. The other thing that I would do is is try to um try to dissociate yourself with negative people. And that may be hard because you may be living with the most negative person in your life, but in in this day and age, you know, your your listeners obviously are listening via the internet and so they have access to the internet. So if they have access to your show, then they have access to other shows and they have access to other internet resources. Find somebody like your like your show. Listen to to shows, read books, read blogs about personal development, and then reward yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe you haven't you haven't celebrated yourself in a long time. So it might be read a book. Or, or read one chapter of a book. You know, get a, get a hold of, of some of the classic books like Napoleon Hill's, um, Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. or, or Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is about mindset. And, and read a chapter and think about that chapter and 
say, you know what? That was a step. Reading that one chapter was a step in the right direction. I'm going to take another step, and I'm going to read another chapter. And as you, you just say that to yourself, you know what? I am taking steps forward day by day, one step at a time, and you, you will start to gain momentum. That, that would be the thing that I would say for somebody who thinks that there is no hope. Start little, celebrate the little tiny victories, and recognize that anything that you do to try to improve your life or the way you think about life Anything is a victory. Mm. Well, like your book says, you can go the distance. You can. Oh, amazing! I'm, I'm inspired by this, by this steps, and I believe that people will be inspired to go the distance with their lives, and they pick themselves up when they find themselves in such situations, and to rebuke that inner voice that tells them that they are not enough or they don't have what it takes, but there's something within and. We need to feed our spirits, our mind with positive, inspiring thoughts and associative, like-minded individuals to help us push ourselves forward in the things, uh, in, in our goal, in our journey in, in marathon. I like this metaphor, like, um, life is a marathon. Most of the time, especially in this age, that people want everything fast and quick that I, if, if, if it's not happening that's in such moments I, I just want to give up on that And but when you begin to focus on it like it's a marathon it's not overnight success it's, it's not immediately it will take some time it takes some time for us to get to where we want to go or get the things that we want to attain in life right you know what one of the things that the people need to do more often is they need to think about um the long-term future. When I'm working with somebody, I like to ask them this question. I said, imagine yourself at the end of a, a very long life. So you're, you're at the end of your life and your friends and family are gathered around you and they're talking to you. They, they're, um, they're reminding you of the way you have influenced their lives. And the things that you have contributed to their lives, and and make it you make it fantastic. Don't try to make it um, what it might be right now, but but literally project yourself into the future, and then think about your past, and what are the things that that people are telling you? Did you love people? Did you contribute? Did you make their lives better? And and write this story. What is it that they are telling you that you achieved? And, and in most cases, it's not going to be financial or wealth or, yeah, you made millions of dollars or you were this big rock star. Um, nobody thinks like that at the end of their lives. And then once you've, you've started to listen to those voices that are telling you the things that, that made their lives better, now come back to today. And start living with that vision and that goal in mind. So, so put yourself in the future, but think about the past. Ask yourself, did I love? Did I really live? Did I contribute to society in some way? And now let's get about trying to write that story out and try to live that. Um, Ariana Huff, who is the uh, founder of a, a, a big website um, called the Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. it, it has lots of stuff. She wrote an interesting article um, last year that was entitled, Are You Living Your Eulogy or Your Resume? <laughs> 
And so what, are, are, you, are you living your life right now so that you can check off these big accomplishments and put them on a piece of paper and say, here, look how great I am. I went to this school. I started this business. I accomplished such and such. Is that what's driving you? Or are you living your eulogy, which is what people will say about you? You know, I, I've been to lots of funerals in my life, and I've never heard a funeral that says, you know, the best thing that this person ever did was to make millions of dollars, or he started this company. No, they're going to talk about the relationships. They're going to talk about the investments in, in humanity that you made, how you made people's lives better. Wow, that is amazing. You blog okay. almost every day. Do you? I do. Um, I'm, I'm actually. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a little teaser. The uh, the life thoughts mm -hmm. that I write um, every day. You're actually uh, you're you're reading a, a pre-release of my next book. So so I, I am in the process of writing the uh, a book, which is a collection of these thoughts, the things that that you can think about one day at a time. And, and move forward. Things that, that challenged me or continue to challenge me. I, I'm a work in progress. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I do blog um, pretty much every day. Life happens and, and I don't get there every single day, but, but I do. I, I try to put something out there every single day. Wow. How do you get a source of inspiration? Like, it's, it's amazing. Daily blog? <laughs> it's, it, now, some, some days, you know, I, I get up, my, my blogs come out, I, I usually try to release them um, just after midnight mm. uh, here on the East Coast of the United States. So that's when I, and I have actually been writing at, at 11.45, trying to meet, meet that deadline. But, you know, I am, if, if you go to my website, uh, BruceVanHorn.com. I'm actually there. On, great. So there's there's a link that says reading list. Mm -hmm. I am a voracious reader. Now I will confess I don't have a lot of time in my life to sit down and read hardbound um, physical books. I am an audiobook junkie. So most of the books that you see on my reading list, I've 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 listened to most of those. I still call that reading. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My, my sons give me a hard time. They say, Dad, listening to an audio book is not the same as reading it. And I just, <laughs> we, we, can, we can agree to disagree. I consumed the material. It went into my brain. It just came through my ears instead of my eyes. So it's a semantics issue. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I am constantly trying to re-educate myself and challenge the way that I think. I think that we get too locked into a specific point of view and that blocks us off mm. from being able to interact with somebody of a different point of view. Um, I, I know that so many, um, so many people in, in whatever religion have this block where they just can't even have an intelligent conversation with somebody of a re different religious belief. And I think think that's wrong you know I, I think god created all of us um you know and while i i have my faith it doesn't mean that i'm going to think of you as less human because of your faith so i'm constantly trying to to read things that challenge my point of view challenge maybe I, i've changed some some of my opinions recently because i've i've listened to to some audiobooks that really challenged what was so ingrained in me and that I held on to uh, so hard and wished that I hadn't. So I'm con constantly feeding my brain, um, reading books. I, I read fiction. I read nonfiction. 
Um, I read a lot of personal development books. So if you have to recommend two of your favorite books to me, what would that be? Wow. Two of the books that I have read um, recently, I mean, there, there are the classics. Um, I think everybody should read books like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Um, as far as a work of fiction, I think everybody needs to read The Alchemist by pa- Paulo Coelho. Um, it's translated to every language possibly imaginable. So The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. A new book that, that is really challenging that fits perfectly with my life as a, meta- my life as a marathon metaphor um, is written by a, a guy that I've become friends with. His name is Rory Vaden. And he, he's a young, just super energetic, very successful um, business um, consultant, coach. Uh, he wrote a book called Take the Stairs, and it's subtitled um, Seven, Seven Steps to Success. Mm-hmm. And he really challenges this microwave, I want quick results mentality. And so the metaphor that he uses is when you go into a building, if there's an elevator or set of stairs, you're better off in so many ways the stairs so many people want to take the elevator to success. And so he likes the, uh, the, to use the quote, I, I think he got it from somebody else, but he says, you know, the elevator is broken. The only way to success is by the stairs. And you have to take them one step at a time, one flight at a time until you get to the top. And so it's about this idea of, of personal discipline and getting out of this, I want it now, I want it quick mentality because, you know, quick success usually doesn't last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Bruce so, Van Horn. Those are the books that I would... I love the recommended books. I'll add all of them up in the show notes and also link them to your website. Now, lastly, if you are to give the world an advice or a tip on life, on personal development, what would that phrase or word be? Oh, goodness. Um, I think that it just comes down to you are unique and valuable, and you are an amazing... You know what you are? You're. I, 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 one of my most popular tweets is it says, do you need to see a miracle today? Mm. Then go find a mirror. You are a miracle. The fact that you are alive and breathing... When there's so many things that could go wrong in this dangerous, um, fragile world, we are fragile, and, and you're alive and breathing, and you are a miracle. And because you're alive and breathing, if you're listening to this show, if you're able to even look at yourself in the mirror, um, you, might, you might physically be blind and not able to see yourself. But if you're alive and breathing, that is a miracle. And because of that, there is hope for your life. And you just need to hang on to that, cling to that, and let that be what drives you to take one step at a time in the right direction. Thank you very much, Bruce Van Horn. Where can one connect with you? BruceVanHorn.com is my website. And then I use uh, BruceVH for just about everything else. So Twitter, um, at BruceVH, Facebook, forward slash BruceVH, LinkedIn, BruceVH. So those are the best places to find me. Well, thank you. I'll link that also in the show note for as you connect with Bruce Van Horn, basically BruceVanHorn.com or BruceVH. Follow him on Twitter and other social networking platforms. He shared valuable insights and service to do with personal development and his life. Is a marathon, so prepare or train for it. 
Thank you, Bruce. Oh, thank you, Bernard. I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and I, I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate what you are doing to encourage people to, uh, to, to live their best life and to, to find hope and, and value in themselves. So I, I really appreciate the work that you're doing on your side of the globe. And it is, it's something that is valuable and we all need more people like you out there in the world trying to encourage people to uh, to be the best that they could possibly be the world needs us to be that oh, thank you so thank so you. much thank you at this time i want to recommend my book on amazon the no nonsense guide to personal branding for career success that is the no nonsense guide to personal branding for career success just head on to amazon.com and just get a copy for someone and for yourself and also if you do enjoy this podcast do leave us a positive review on iTunes. Mm-hmm.